Hello and welcome to A Chat with Anat. I'm Professor Anat Lowenstein, host of this podcast series, Chair of the Department of Ophthalmology at the Tel Aviv Medical Center in Israel and Professor of Ophthalmology and Vice Dean at the Tel Aviv Suraski Faculty of Medicine in the Tel Aviv University, Tel Aviv, Israel. For each of these podcasts, I will be joined by an internationally renowned colleague and we will discuss key topics of interest to enhance the care and optimize the treatment of patients with neovascular macular degeneration. I'm very fortunate because joining me today is Professor Richard Gale. Professor Gale is a consultant medical ophthalmologist and the clinical director at the York Teaching Hospital NHS Foundation Trust in the UK. This podcast is sponsored by Bayer. The podcast today will focus on adherence to anti-VEGF therapy in patients with neovascular macular degeneration. We will cover a few topics. First of all, we'll talk about definitions. What is non-adherence and what is non-persistence to anti-VEGF therapy in neovascular macular degeneration management. We will try to see why is it so important to maximize adherence and persistence? And we will try to show the identified risk factors for both non-adherence and non-persistence, and if we can do something to intervene. I would like to discuss with you, Richard, a few of the issues that I just mentioned. First of all, why is actually adherence and persistence to anti-VEGF therapy in the management of AMD patients so important for us? Well, first of all, Anat, thank you very much for the invitation to come and talk to you. It's always a pleasure to do so. Um, you talk about why it's important to have uh, these definitions. Well, this is really based on the nature of neovascular AMD. We've learned over many years that it's a progressive condition requiring ongoing injections and treatments, really to maintain or to improve vision. So really it's about the nature of these treatments that require persistence themselves to clinic appointments to ensure that we have the best outcomes for our patients. So I understand from you, Richard, that uh, the, the reason, uh, and I totally agree with you, that the reason that adherence and persistence are so important in this disease is because it is an ongoing disease. It's not a you know one shot and that's all. We will just need to continue managing these patients almost forever. That's why these uh, definitions are so important. You're absolutely right on that. And uh, one of the ways I explain to my patients is it's a little bit like putting the weed killer down on the patio at, at home. You know, we may apply the treatment once and it may have a good effect initially, but sure enough, it'll wear off. And we know that we'll have to put that treatment down pretty much forever to keep our, our patio the best we can. Great. Next, I would like you to explain a little bit the work that we have done together as part of our membership in the Leadership Coalition to create the definitions for adherence and persistence. Definitions are actually really important because otherwise it's difficult to really understand what needs to be done. So um, please, can you elaborate on this? Well, you're absolutely right. And, and this comes from the unmet need of why are we not able 
to replicate the really good outcomes from the clinical trials, those lovely curves of improved vision that we see at presentations. Why can't we replicate that in the real world? Well, we need to understand those factors. We need to delve into those. But actually, before we do that, we need to understand how we define the problem itself. And, and part of that is understanding why patients perhaps don't adhere to their treatment or don't persist with their treatment. And we can look through literature research and systematic reviews. But actually, what we find is that when we do this, there is a number of different definitions out there in the literature. So really, the first part is to understand and have a consistent definition about adherence and persistence, which means that we can talk in a common language. Yeah, so maybe we can elaborate a little bit about the definitions themselves, just that we know that all of us are talking the same language. So we know we, we differentiate between full adherence, adherence and non-adherence, and then persistence and non-persistence. Would you like to walk us through this? Yes, I will. And uh, the Barometer Leadership Coalition, which is a, a group that is very interested in understanding uh, these unmet needs and difficulties with optimizing patient outcomes, used a Delphi consensus method, which is a method of getting concordance between experts to establish these definitions. So this is a, an iterative process that, uh, that requires many goes at establishing the definitions. And, and really, once these definitions were established, they were really well agreed. So let's just understand what those definitions were. And uh, first of all, we'll talk about adherence. If a patient is fully adherent, they attend at every scheduled visit, that is for treatment or monitoring, and they undergo every treatment. And that is every scheduled visit that the physician or healthcare practitioner has, has uh, instructed. Uh, we may say one step down from that is an adherent patient where um, that individual would be allowed to miss one treatment or up to one treatment or monitoring scheduled uh, visit as advised by the treatment physician over a period of 12 months or so. And then really the next definition in, in that sequence is a patient who is non-adherent, which was defined as missing two or more treatment or monitoring visits within that uh, scheduled 12-month uh, period. So um, persistence is slightly different. And uh, this was also a definition that um, that can sometimes be a little bit under, uh, difficult to understand. Persistence is really about uh, maintaining treatment. And really this persistent patient is one that uh, maintains treatment or a monitoring schedule as advised by the physician and uh, attends the most recent appointment within the last uh, six months. And so of course, logically a non-persistent patient uh, is one with, uh, who doesn't attend any treatment or monitoring visit for, for any any reason within the last six months or, or indeed a follow-up appointment are not scheduled for any reason within that period. I think these definitions are really important and actually they were after our leadership coalition uh, did the Delphi consensus and, uh, and established it and uh, worked on it and presented it and uh, published it. Uh, these have been uh, relatively uh, fast, uh, very well received and endorsed by the ophthalmology community and by the Vision Academy, which is uh, the group of retina specialists that uh, is leading many consensus uh, documents and uh, dealing with many controversial 
social issues. So I think uh, we did a big progress with these definitions. And I think every retina specialist, actually every ophthalmologist needs to know the definitions very well. So thank you for explaining them again. And I would like to ask you, during the work that we did together, if, we, if you could elaborate on a little bit if, on uh, the reasons that we could find for patients being non-adherent and or non-persistent. Yeah, thanks, Annette. So um, as you say, once there is consensus about these definitions, then really we begin to understand the reasons why patients are perhaps non-adherent or, or non-persistent. And a piece of work that, in, in fact, yourself was, in, was involved in, and uh, Malia Kodo from, uh, from Melbourne was involved in, was the uh, systematic review that was published in Ophthalmology. And this outlined a number of different groups, including reasons for non-adherence or non-persistent. And they could be grouped into, for example, patient-associated factors, um, and they would be, for example, loss of motivation, which may be due to ocular or non-ocular comorbidities, could be due to educational issues. Another topic would be that associated with the condition itself. So if there was a perception that the treatment had been very successful or, or indeed had failed or was just contraindicated, then that could be a reason that a patient would not adhere or, or non-persist. A third category would be those associated with the therapy itself. So if a patient found the treatment particularly uncomfortable or if there's an adverse event, or indeed they were feared or <laughs> fearful or anxious of the injection, then they may not, uh, they may not adhere. Uh, healthcare systems can also pose difficulties. So for example, administrative problem or difficulty in accessing the treatment, that, that indeed would also cause a problem. And really the final category, the final major category was about the social, or economic uh, issues that patients may face. And these could be, uh, for example, a lack of transport or availability of a caregiver, or in fact, direct or indirect treatment costs. So, so really the, it's multifaceted and this gives us an opportunity um, to understand and perhaps research those individual categories and, and find ways to try and mitigate them to, to ultimately help our patients. And Richard, uh, is there any way, if we really identify these patients uh, that have either loss of motivation or some uh, lack of education, is there any way that we could help our patients to stay more adherent? Ca meaning, can we do something to improve the adherence of our patients? Well, Annette, yes, I think there is. Um, obviously, more research and more understanding is required in these particular categories. But, you know, there were intuitive things that we could do. So even in the clinic, if we thought that there was a particular individual who was lacking motivation or perhaps lacking the education to understand that regular treatment is required and regular attendance is required, we could indeed target that individual with uh, with support, with education materials, with, with in fact time and, and care and compassion to help pass that message of the importance of doing that. Um, and of course, fear of injections is, a, is often a really big barrier for patients. So explaining before their first injection or, or perhaps during a course of injections if they had a, a particularly not good experience of how we can make that, uh, 
how we could make that uh, experience better for them. So absolutely, Annette, there are, there are many ways we can help our patients. And in fact, as I mentioned, ongoing research to explore these factors really is the next step. And as part of the barometer program that we mentioned earlier, this is, uh, this is taking place now in many clinics uh, around the world. Not only the members of the Leadership Coalition. You're absolutely right. This is, this is something that is absolutely not exclusive to the Leadership, uh, leadership Coalition and is a, is a message that needs to be disseminated to all of our colleagues uh, across the world, really, who are, who are managing this, um, this condition. One thing that came up loud and clear was that we need to make our patients understand the reason for the management, of, uh, for the treatment. That first of all, we want to stop the vision loss and that without treatment, they will lose vision. And uh, we, if they adhere to the treatment and are persistent with the treatment, they are, I would not say 100%, but a very high chance to, to maintain their vision and also have a lot of chances to improve their vision. So these expectations need to be addressed, I think, very early on in the management of our patients. Do you agree with that, Richard? Well, I think you're absolutely spot on as, uh, as ever, Annette. Setting realistic treatment goals and expectations from, from both parties or all parties, and, and they would be patients, healthcare visitors, uh, doctors, and the healthcare provider itself. All of those uh, parties need to set realistic expectations of, of what we should all bring to the party to ensure that there are uh, good outcomes. Thank you. So thank you very much, Richard. I think that was really great, the way you explained everything. Even I understand it now better. <laughs> and I think it would be very beneficial to our listeners to, uh, to learn from you. So we did mention what are non-adherence and non-persistence. And uh, these are very important uh, definitions. Adherence uh, is looking into missing a visit and persistence is looking into what was happening in the last six months or in the next six months. We talked about about the fact that we need to identify the patients at risk for these non-adherence and non-persistence in, in all the variations and try and uh, mitigate it at the beginning of the management of our patients. So thank you very much, Richard. Uh, this was really, really, really great. And uh, thank you everyone for listening to us. We really hope that you found the chat as interesting and as ex and exciting as we have. I want to thank you again, Professor Richard Gale, my special guest, my special first podcast guest for being part of it. This podcast is the first in the A Chat with a Nut series, and I look out for future podcast episodes coming soon. Bye. Mm -hmm.